Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Three, two, one. Happy New Year! everyone how's it going it's a brand spanking new year it is about time 2020 is over yeah it it was the year that like like i mentioned uh when we right before we started recording it was like it took forever but yet it went by so fast 2020 there were certain parts that went forever and then there were certain parts never ending Mm. well right right at the beginning of the quarantine thing that's there was like about two months there where everything just seemed to stop and before i go any further this is the diversity on a hill podcast yes it is i'm pj and i'm pk and i'm pc everyone is here together well we had to bring in the new year right yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah i agree i agree we're so glad that you guys continue uh to be with us and enjoying uh our podcast now so anyways as i was saying as the last saying. conference event was my event it was the last i, I sh- we shut everything down mm. covid covid hit and it just shut everything down so there the big thing was the regenerate uh youth and young adult convention that's correct or our um festival festival yes shut everything down and we didn't have anything and i don't think we've had another thing since then conference wide i had a small one but like I said, from then, we had a meeting like two months later and we recapped about what was happening in Generate and everyone was like, man, that seems like that was a year ago. Mm. Everything moved mm-hmm. so slow for those two months. They did. And then as the year happens, it just seemed to snowball and get quicker and quicker and quicker. Did it go quicker though? I don't know. It both. Did it not? I, I don't know. I felt like it took forever. But, I, but like you said, it just feels like, oh man, it's gone already. So that just always happens, though. You always are like, oh, wow, we're already, we're here. It, we, we'll get there eventually. Like the future comes <laughs> like we're going to be in the future. So with at some point. So as a teacher and with school, did it seem to prolong things or was it quicker because it was so different? No, it prolonged things. Prolonged things. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It definitely did. And then everything just kept there was nothing really to mark things by. So all yeah. the things that you normally have to mark things by, you don't. And we did have. What felt like a longer summer. It, it was unclear. Like, wh- when are we in school and when aren't mm. we? You know, that was so messy for everybody, I'm sure. So on the one hand, sometimes there's less work during times when normally it would be busy, but also we're working harder during times we would normally be off. It just felt fuzzy. You yeah. know what? I, I like the fact that you said there was no markers. I think that's the thing that was the hardest. You mm. don't have markers as to when what is happening yet days are going by even when church shut down you didn't even have some of those normal markers that you know you didn't get up and go to church you still maybe watched online or did your own thing at home but there's those those markers are kind of important to set right kind of a timeline well it was kind of blended like it was all blended like you didn't know what day of the week it really was because you spent two days at home on zoom and they seemed like identical yep and um yeah it was just 
it felt weird. It was and even weird like year. evening activities. Like lots of times I know what I'm doing Monday nights or Tuesday nights or when, you know, I have things that happen weekly that was not happening. So True. like what day of the week is it? And my parents who are retired, they, their days are almost all the same except for Sabbath. And then pretty soon Sabbath kind of seemed the same, you know, because they didn't have an online church. They don't have really good internet where they live. Mm -hmm. And so they weren't, they don't really work a lot anymore, period. So it, my mom would say, it's so weird. I'd like have to remind myself, this is Sabbath. You know, like let's yeah. do something to remind ourselves it's Sabbath. Wow. Interesting. There you go. 2020 was definitely an interesting year. Yes, it was. Most of it bad, <laughs> as we'll get into in a little bit. We are going to do a quick recap of the year and, and talk about some of the, the major things that happened this year. Of course, that's really what dominated this podcast were some of those major major events and major things. We also have a few hopefully clickbaity things that we can talk about as well. So sit back and enjoy. We know that for you right now, it is January 1. Yes, it is. 2021. We're <laughs> in the future. I was yeah. probably going to say We're in the future. Yeah, we're in yeah. the future and in the past. We Time does not exist to us. <laughs> this is where we stand. Um, did anyone see that? I don't know if it was a meme or something. My wife read it. I don't know if it was on Facebook or something. The fact that 2021, like it, it's almost it's almost saying the year 2021. <laughs> and we lost. And we lost. Yeah. yeah 2021, yeah. human zero. I no. did not. Anyways, let's, let's hope 2021 is a winner. <laughs> yes. We can make, let's make it a winner. All right. Hey, we, once again, we're happy you have joined us. Remember, you can always reach us where, Curcio? Diversity on a hill at gmail.com. Diversity with a C for those of you who are joining us for the first time. And on Instagram, you can find us at the same place. Diversity on a hill. With a C. With a C. Now, we're hey. still... Wait, wait, wait. You haven't gotten any info now on the donut still. Ah, no, people are really letting me down there. Slack. I, know, I mean, right? I know some, a lot of our listeners are on vacation. Yeah. But but I'm saying, though. Come on. Let Pick us know. up. Maybe Pick the standards up. are too high, PJ. No, I, like, I don't care. Because, like, I heard, mm -hmm. I heard how you talked about donuts that some of the rest of us, like, love to eat. Yeah, they're terrible. So, yeah. So, I'm always <laughs> all of a sudden like, wait, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't know any good donuts. Like, <laughs> I feel like the standards are so high. Like, I, I love donuts, too, but apparently I don't love them enough. And how I wouldn't dare to recommend No, no, no. You donuts. recommend so then I can try. Okay. And here's the thing. I don't think Krispy Kreme's good anymore. Like, I used to think they were awesome. Now I think they're terrible. And a lot of people still think they're yep. the bomb or awesome. Yep. But I did go a couple weeks to Krispy Kreme to try a donut because they had a new donut. It was a gingerbread donut. Ooh, gingerbread nice. yeast donut. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to try it. Yep. I'm open-minded like that. Even though they don't make good donuts, every once in a while they might come up with something that is tasty. And did you like it? No. <laughs> I didn't. How did I explain? Do you knew. like gingerbread? I do. Okay. So that's why that's I was important. really, and that's it was important. gingerbread in the dough kind of. And so the first bite was actually pretty good, mm -hmm. but that's when usually they're freshest. Mm. Uh, but then as I started to, to really get into it, the aftertaste, there was too much of an aftertaste and, and I ate half a donut and that's it. Wow. And then I tried another donut from there. That was terrible. <laughs> Oh man, the cream filled, but it was sugar cookie cream filled. It was. Oh. It was too sweet. Yes, it was. It was terrible. <laughs> you should see his face. Uh, yeah. A three-year-old would love it, but my fine donut palate. <laughs> can you have a fine donut? Yes, palette? you can. I, I was. I have to say, listening to you talk about donuts was aspirational for me. Really, I thought I would like to get to the point where, like, I like donuts so much that I wouldn't eat 
like rubbish donuts. I would mm-hmm. only eat and I would savor a really good donut. Mm. Like listening to you talk about them, I was like, that's that's aspirational. Because I also like donuts, but apparently I don't have. Well, hey, I'm going to start recommending some places to you yeah. and we'll, yeah, okay. we'll, we'll get there. There you go. You can still reach out to us though. Again, hill at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Or on Instagram. By the way, you don't do Instagram. Well, the department is on okay, Instagram, okay. but you I do Instagram. Did, did anyone? I had an update on one of my Christmas stories through Instagram. Did anyone see that picture? No, but was it was it what I think it, it was? It was gift related. Oh, okay. it wasn't food related. It was oh, gift related. Oh, 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 I thought it was. You know, that remember we talked did. about the worst gifts I've ever gotten. Yes. Right. Did you get some socks? Did somebody recommend? No. No. He he probably got peanuts. Boom, that's what I got. I got peanuts. My mother, for the third year in a row, got me a can of peanuts. Mom is consistent. And and that was it. She's given you enough. She's awesome. A can of pe- She's given no, you yeah. enough, PJ. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. given me so much that from now on, all I'm getting is peanuts. Yeah, but what did you get your mom? A robe? Oh, oh yeah. that's what I was waiting for. See? No. Usually, yeah, usually she gets a little bit of the shaft. She has a birthday on Christmas Eve, too, so that's bad. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah no, we did good. We got her a, a Spanish devotional book. Nice. She, she likes she likes those. Um, we got her a, a fancy olive oil with infused Ooh. flavor. Oh, yeah, okay. That's yeah. good. And then we imported a roll from Puerto Rico that she likes. Not a toilet roll, right? No, no, no. A, uh, thing. a cake roll. Oh, okay, cake oh, roll. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it has guava oh, on the inside. Oh, I know what it is. Ooh. Un brazo gitano. Un brazo gitano. Yeah. So you can't find those here. We imported it from, nice. from, from Puerto Rico. So I thought I did pretty well this year. You did awesome. Oh, I did a lot yeah. better than peanuts. <laughs> and a robe. And you, asked, you told me to ask her. But I was like, I'm not asking her because I'm going to see how long this will go <laughs> before she... I, I, just, I still don't get it. My kids helped her wrap. Me and Alana went out for a few moments to get some stuff, last minute things for the kids. They helped her wrap and they were laughing because they know, they know the story too. And, and they were just, I could tell we were getting something special when we got back because my daughter was kind of laughing. We helped her pack <laughs> and she did a little giggle. <laughs> I'm like, it must be the peanuts. <laughs> was it a different flavor of peanuts? No, regular <laughs> salted peanuts. Like in a can or a jar? No, just a can. In a can. A can. Yeah. Uh-huh. The normal size yeah. can. It, okay. it wasn't extravagant. And you need to go back and listen to the podcast because yep. I get n- I have no idea where this came from. Yep. She even told the kids, yeah, he likes the peanuts. Yep. Listen, my mom does that too, where she like gets it in her head that we love something yeah. and we don't know where that happened. And someone may have just been being kind and she'll say like, oh, I have to make these brownies for when Tommy comes because he loves them. And Tommy's like, I don't know where she got that idea. I don't really <laughs> like, it is very funny how this right. happens. It's a, it's a common thing to have happen where someone got it in their head, heard it and was like, that must be it. Oh, it's But great. I've never said it. the words. I like <laughs> peanuts. I don't think I've ever said those words. Maybe she saw your reaction one time when you opened them and she was like, aha. He likes them. Yeah, I was laughing. Like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> okay, how did you react this year? Oh, man, I just smiled and said three years in a row. Uh, you did? So she does know she's doing it multiple years in a row. I, I think so. Okay, I think funny. so. That was very funny. But uh, but everyone was kind of smiling and laughing. And now, it's, now she thinks I love them because everyone's like <laughs> anticipating the peanuts. But how was the arroz con gandule? Oh, my stars. Was it, it was it everything you thought it, it was? It was beautiful. Oh, good. I, I ate tons of it. Yeah, I know, because you didn't I bring me any. Overate it. And I, yeah, I even called you. No, it was like, it, dude, it bring me not, some. It's not good the next day. It's only good the day <laughs> of. And 
But yeah, sorry, um, sorry, I, I don't share that. We're friends you're, like if, these. If you were came, you would have had some. I would have oh, shared with you true, there, true, but there's true. it wouldn't make it wouldn't make it back. Okay, we're gonna we have to work that out. How was you, how was you guys' Christmas? By the way, how was it? Did Go you ahead. get your tasty food? Yeah, yeah. did you get yours? Yeah, we went we went uh, Cuban. Did, Cuban this year. Oh, you went Cuban. You didn't get the honey no, baked I, ham. No, I mean ham. No, the turkey. turkey. No, I didn't. I didn't. And um, we we went with the whole con gris, and oh. we went with the you got the la yuca mojo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we did. Was it boiled or was it fried? The yuca. Yeah. We boiled it. Okay. We did the empanadillas, mm -hmm. the guave queso. Nice. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, but we did it in the air fryer. I don't know what oh. my wife. Oh. I don't know what Melissa was thinking. Healthy no, 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 empanadillas. Yeah, That's just not good. To keep she, you alive she, yeah, she's looking at I me. Mean, she's trying new things. That's and, nice, uh, but not for Christmas. Mm, no, we we learned. We learned though. So we were like, all right, we're not no doing shit. that. No for next year. You'll turn around. It'll be next year. That's and oh, it'll no, be no, like, no. We have them fried this year. Real fried. <laughs> I'm really fried. Yeah. Anyhow, so it was good. I mean, it was chill. Um. I just stayed home and enjoyed the family. Right. Did, did nothing. Did you, did you do good? Did you good do good on? Never mind. I'm gonna ask this next year. <laughs> I'm gonna ask this next year. How was yours? Yeah, it was really good. Like I said, super super chill. Um, Tommy Dillard does really well with presents, uh -huh. and um, we can kind of save that for the the mom robe conversation if we <laughs> want to. Um, but uh, I leaned into the. I, I at Christmas time I make um, buckeyes. Um, and so for the neighbors, so peanut butter uh -huh. and chocolate is nice. like my thing that I love and I cannot resist ever. And so, but I'm not, I don't really bake. I'm doing really any cooking. This does not require really any cooking or baking. It's got like three ingredients, nice. you know, maybe four, if you put some vanilla extract in. And so, and then it's super easy to make. So I've been leaning into like the junk food, mm. um, the kind of tasty, uh, popcorns and yeah. you know nuts and things like that so we had maybe a more like d like thanksgiving times two for our christmas dinner with tommy's parents right and tommy's mom does most of the cooking and i have to bring something veggie meat for me mm. um and vegetarian gravy if i'm gonna eat you know i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've never had i've well, never had it any other way so i don't know yeah. what i'm missing but oh, okay. but uh, they seem to enjoy everything they're eating and tommy brings lots of um plastic containers to take things home in so uh, he has it for several days afterwards nice. so yeah tommy's a smart man yeah he knows he knows where they're getting yeah it's overrated i've had them both it's overrated of course <laughs> i veggie meat is overrated not if you make it right buddy no oh, well not i guess right. i guess i guess all right well hey awesome but Next year, we're, we'll talk a little bit more about some Christmas stuff. Actually, I think you have maybe a clickbait about Christmas. I do. Right? Yeah. Well, how about we have a little bit of interlude here, and then right when we come back, we'll just jump into the, the Christmassy one since we're on there. We shall. All right, we're back. All we right. <laughs> so, Curcio? Yes. What did okay. you want to share? So, so okay. I don't know if you guys caught this, but SNL, Saturday Night Live, for mm -hmm. those of you who don't know what SNL stands for, uh, did a skit. Like, these people are just comedic parodies. Mm -hmm. uh, not all of them are for kids, just for the record. Most mm -hmm. of them, if not all of them, are for adults. But anyhow, this one- We can't recommend one, most of their it, skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the idea is um, they did one called Christmas Morning. And they talked about how moms 
specifically get the shaft when it comes to Christmas. I right? did see this on YouTube. Yes, it's hilarious. It was pretty good. I recommend watching that. Even your kids could watch that one. And the idea is they want us to appreciate moms. Mm. Now, get this. I understand that you and I will never understand what it's like to be a mom. I won't. <laughs> I won't ever. For understand. many reasons. But the point is, we do have Lisa who could give us a woman's perspective on this whole parody. You know, I mean, it, it stuck with me. Like, I thought about it. And the girls who watched it before Christmas, they're like, mm -hmm. Dad, we got to get mom more gifts this yep. year. Yeah. Really? You know, like, really, they really. did its job. That's really good. Because it, it really, I mean, it's so true. Now, I'm not a mom. So I don't have all of the same. I am the person that buys my nieces and nephews. Right, their remember presents, that. You yes, know? yes, yes. So I, I do that. Tommy Diller, a couple of my nephews, he knows them well enough. He does, he does some of the presents for those. He's a good gift giver. Um, so I do do that, but, um, we, Tommy and I have stockings, um, that we hang and I put things in his and he puts things in mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm one of my friends, Kendra Stanley, um, who used to live in college jail and now is in, resides in Boston. So, uh, usually most Christmases she puts out a little public service announcement, a PSA mm -hmm. for a gentleman. She's like, look, it is your job to fill your wife's stocking because <laughs> everyone knows mom is doing the stuff in the stockings. Here is a list of like 15 different kinds of things oh, nice. you cool. might consider putting in your wife's stocking, but you, this is your public service announcement, gentlemen. <laughs> it is your job to fill your wife's stocking. That is awesome. So that was, when I saw that um, SNL skit, I thought of, of Kendra Stanley and her uh, recommendations. Cause I think it just sometimes just goes, if you aren't in the habit of having to buy gifts for people, mm -hmm. if you rely on your spouse to do all of the present giving, mm -hmm. Um, then whereas I, my husband and I, I didn't think, I don't think of myself as training him, but early on in our marriage, we just adopted the habit. I don't buy presents or cards for anyone in his life and he mm. doesn't do it for me. So he mm. sends his own mother's day cards and birthday cards. And like I do mine for mine. And then we even divide up our Christmas card lists. So Ugh. I send out Christmas cards to people I want to, and he does it. Like we have some friends that we, you know, that are mutual friends and we sort of divvy those up. Right. But yeah. That's so, cool. So we just, we don't, it, that is, that did not become my job. Right. You know, like, right. and so if he doesn't want to do it, that's fine, but I'm not going to do it for his people. They just are going to live with him as a friend, not doing something. That's interesting. Them. So, so here's, here's the interesting, well, the, the thing that gets me is I normally like to get my wife like some nice gift. Mm. And that gift is normally expensive, so mm. she normally only gets one really nice gift and mm. um, a really nice robe. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten her a robe for Christmas, <laughs> but or the equivalent, or the equivalent. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I do buy stuff on sale uh -huh. when I can. You know, uh, I hardly ever pay full price for anything. But the idea is this: she normally gets one like amazing gift that mm. she wants. Um, but this year, it was different. It was, it was. Really? Yeah, it was 2020, man. We were like, all right, not nah, we're going all out this year. Even the girls got. Oh, so, many so you like up the game, not lowered the game. Yeah, we yeah. upped it because it was like, you know, we need a pick me up. So she had multiple gifts. And do the girls get her gifts or do you like go with them? I don't have a sense of how old so the girls are. Yeah, oh, that's fine. My girls are 11 and 8. Oh, okay. So they actually were thoughtful enough to. They did a day spa for her. Oh, wow. oh that's great. So they gave her yeah. a massage and they painted her nails oh. and they did all of that together. It was it was so nice. That's they were they were very sweet. And then um they got to chime in a little bit on the gifts that I got, mm -hmm. mom. And I was like, Yeah, this will be from all of us. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it was it was yeah. nice. 
Oh, lovely. Great. I'm glad you all the did so. The standards are high. I'm glad you got. Pastor Jonathan. I'm glad you all did so great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you all. Come on, um, PJ. Please tell me off, you did not fit the bill. First of, off, do you do cards? Like Christmas cards? No. Well, <sighs> did your family do Christmas Melissa, cards growing if up? Melissa wants to. We'll do. Well, yeah. We in, in my house, it's always if Alana wants to. I'm, right, right, I, right. I don't want to. But I, no, we don't regularly do that. And no, my family didn't do Christmas cards, cards yeah. growing up. We didn't even do thank you cards. So that was a new thing. We for didn't us. either gr- growing up. We did right. not do. My oh, really? parents didn't do any of that. Because I was and wondering if that was a Hispanic thing. Because when my wife started doing thank you cards and yeah. other cards, I was like, "Why are we doing this?" Yes. Yeah. 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 It's not an everybody thing because it wasn't something we did in my family. Mm-hmm. But I decided I wanted to do that. I'm a correspondent. No, I was an inveterate letter writer in the days before texting and mm-hmm. emails and stuff like handwritten letters from the time oh, I was wow. a child. So I like correspondence, mm-hmm. and I know I think. Tommy Diller was just raised differently than I was where they did mm-hmm. do that. Like wow. he, he definitely has a strong sense of that. And for us collectively, like he's, he's a nurse mm-hmm. and he worked in Chicago when we were first married with almost all women. Mm-hmm. So all of his friends that he, from work were women, they did that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that early on kind of acculturated him mm-hmm. and he, he has a strong sense of like obligation to that. Man, Tommy sounds like a, a TD, a touchdown. Yeah, he we do call him TD by the way. Oh, yeah. he is. He is. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to, but it is. It is. I don't think everyone needs to send out cards or anything like that. So I'll be interested to in hear what you're about to say. But I, what I do think is really important is that Tommy not think something happen needs to happen that then it's my job to do and or I decide his people need something that he doesn't think they need. You know. So I think that's just kind of important in our relationship mm-hmm. is that if his family's not into that. And that's not what they do. And he doesn't need to do that. My brothers don't really do much for, you know, sending out presents or cards or anything like that. And also their spouses don't. And we don't expect their spouses to. Like, mm. you know, they don't, they, that's not their thing. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm totally fine with it not being your thing, but I don't want to take it on board yeah. if it's not his thing. I'll do it for my people. I don't, you know, if he doesn't want to do it for his people, it's fine. Interesting. Uh, That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I hope my wife doesn't get on that train. She's going to be like, I'm <laughs> not you, sending him to friends. you want her to send out things I don't really. You? No, I don't really care. Oh, okay. I don't really no. care. If she says I'm not sending him to your friends, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Well, one or yeah. two of them are going to be like, why didn't I get one? Sorry, I was in charge. Well, yeah. <laughs> Alana doesn't normally listen, so she's all right. No, no, You're no. She, she doesn't listen. She doesn't want to hear me, <laughs> me say something dumb. Oh, she man. basically said, I don't want to hear something that I don't want to hear. No. So did you get her a robe? N- not for Christmas. No. Not I this year? She did get one for her birthday. Oh, okay. She did say she wanted one. And oh, by the way, I, I got the wrong room. Here's, <laughs> here's what I've been really good at lately. <laughs> I've been really good at not being as good as the gift giver that I used to be. Oh. I used to be really good at it. Mm. It's getting really hard for me. Okay. And I think it's getting harder for her too, though. She did great this year. But I don't. It's getting a lot harder because whatever we we're at the stage in life where if we want something, yep. we kind of just get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Back when we first Makes started, sense. we were really poor. We didn't yep. have anything. We didn't have any savings or anything. So we Christmas was like, ooh, or a birthday. Yep. Like, now it's like we already have it. And we're like, what do you want? I don't know. You can get this. <laughs> well, you know, but, we used and to then, do- but, but, but here's what's oh, right, really go, go, annoying. Go she asked for a list, mm-hmm. right? Checked it twice. Yeah, she'll check it twice, three <laughs> times, and then she'd be like, I don't know what to get you. She's like, Well, I. Gave you a list of things. Yeah, but then nothing's going to be a surprise. I'm like, well, but you asked for the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you, I what mean, were you going to say there? No, no, it's all right. I mean, my, my thinking in all of this is we did that too. Like mm-hmm. Melissa and I, because obviously we have similar humble beginnings. And mm-hmm. the idea is um, we were like, okay, 
if I get you a very expensive birthday gift that, I mean, uh, her birthday is also in September. And the idea is it covers you for Christmas, <laughs> you know, right. like that kind of idea. Uh, so I don't know. We've it done that once like, or twice. Okay. So, I mean, that's I'm like. Everyone has nice to kid. do what works for them, like yeah. ultimately. And if you're feeling, you know, it is, it is just a little, I think the SNL skit is just useful for pointing out that sometimes mom's people aren't always giving each other presents. It's just mom buying all the presents mm, for everybody yeah. on yeah. behalf of everybody. Exactly. But not only that, and, cooking, yeah. decorating, right. keeping your feelings all inside. Those, yeah, all like, those oh, that, that, that was just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. All of my robe, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like I use Tommy Diller's robe, if that's not too much information, pretty much all of the time because it's a better robe than mine. And I've realized... He gave me a robe back, actually, I think when we were engaged. That's quite nice, but it's really thick and heavy. Mm. And he has like a nice light one. And sometimes you don't want a big, thick, heavy robe. Like I'm not just, you know, I just want a light one. So I literally, when I wa saw that, I was like, actually, I could use that. <laughs> when I saw that SNL skit, I was that thinking was great. that you would know, be a great present for me. I don't even have a robe. Like, no, I, don't I don't know about either. that life. No. I yeah, think, fair enough. I think I've only that's, enough. that's a different life. Yeah, I fair enough. <laughs> I think I've only used it when, when I went when I was on my honeymoon. I right. think we had Yeah, when a those. hotel one, I might put one on for right. five minutes and yeah. like, Well they're useful if you have to share a house and bathroom with other people. So that happens occasionally because we don't have a master bath. And so mm. if we have people staying with us or whatever, it's useful to have. Oh, makes I sense. mean, or you could not use one and it could be even more that's, problematic. That's a little awkward. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Yeah, let's, go with, let's go with the rope. Yeah. Let's go with the rope. Yeah. Anyways, but, but I want, anyways, I wasn't the best gift giver this year. I had an issue this year, but I'm going to save that to next Christmas special. All right. Hey, the Christmas special was a lot of fun. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, I recommend like pause right here and go and listen yeah. to it. So then all of this will make a lot of sense to you. It was a, so much fun. But I did appreciate the skit. It actually it actually made a lot more sense with my own mom than my wife. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, mom probably did get the shaft when I was growing up. <laughs> I think about my mom when, when the gifts we used to get her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, but it wasn't just moms. Like, okay, SNL did a great job of shout out to moms, right? Mm -hmm. And we love our moms. But my dad also got the shaft to a certain extent. Mm. Like, like they would get the gifts and we'd be like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you get to watch us enjoy the gifts. But I like that now. I don't mind it when I get. Right. But what I'm saying is like, so we saw the, the video, right? Everyone got a kick out of it. And then Melissa was like, you should make one. And I got Ooh. a whatever it was, you know. I got I got a tie, <laughs> and I got a belt, you know. You know, so so it was just it was yeah. just kind of funny because I like I shared again. Shout out to our previous episode. Uh, she got me that picture yeah. of the the PS5 candle. Which was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it smelled like I wasn't going to get one, and I didn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so the idea is, you know, there is that element happening on both ends, mm. you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. anyhow. It's also it, like, I don't know if you guys are into like the five love languages or whatever, but I mean, I think it's genuinely true that for some people, gifts are more important than others. Yes. And again, in our family, gifts weren't that important at all. Like we did make efforts. We had birthdays, we had Christmas, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like, they didn't mean a lot as much. There are six of us in my family, six kids, oh, and my wow. parents. All of us married people whose love language is gifts. One of them. Mm, interesting. Wow. It is really challenging with in-laws because then, like, especially, like, as an auntie, like, my sister's in-law, 
you know, or my brothers-in-law in a couple of cases really care if actually I make one of my sisters, her husband does not have gifts as a love language, but um, everyone else it is. And so it just makes it more fraught because then you don't even really know them that well. But then like, like one of my brothers-in-law, his birthday is a really big deal and he loves getting stuff for his birthday and like mm. really well wrapped or a really good card. And mm. That's exhausting. Like it's hard. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it just also depends on like if that matters or not. And I know Tommy Diller, one of his love languages is gifts. So I try, yeah. I have to try, but regularly I went through a season, PJ, you, you talked about shifting. I went through a season of about six or seven years where he had to return almost everything that I got. Like he want he'd been lobbying for a big screen TV. Uh-huh a few years ago and we we didn't even have a tv for like our first 10 years of marriage and then we got a cheap one and then he wanted a big screen so i knew he would want to pick it out yeah right so i didn't want to buy it but my sister was like maybe what you do is you get the mount that it goes on you know (laughs) and you 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 that's expensive too so like box that up and give it to him as like the indicator that right. you're giving permission now for this to be a financial investment mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. that our family right, is doing. So then have something to open. It'll be a surprise and you can go do that. So I did that. He, d- he didn't want to mount it. Oh. He had something that it was going to go on. He specifically thought it through. And yeah, so of course yeah, we had yeah. to return that too. So even oh, like, it doesn't man. matter. Like it doesn't matter. I'm always, yeah. I went through well, It's not as much the case now. Cause I'm a little more careful in what I buy, but yeah. that's cool. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm directly on the return train right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of that rut right now. So thank you for telling me there's hope at the end of the tunnel. I I went through that season. But you're not returning the peanuts. I thought thought, he said, he said he got something good. He's going to talk about next time. But I was like, I bet he got like raisins or chocolate chips for the peanuts. That was the good (laughs) gift. Like shout out. Like you, there was the Christmas special that you guys talked about Cole, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I I recommend that to people. (laughs) Some good information there. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, all right, All right, PJ. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one, but let's go ahead and listen to a little more music here while I pull it up. For sure. All right, we back now? Yes, sir. All right, so I wanted to bring a couple of uh, clickbaits that are kind of in the news the, the past couple of days, but have to do with a lot of the stuff we've been dealing with over 2020. So this is kind of the 2020 recap in a way. And two of the biggest things that we dealt with were obviously the racial injustice, which mm-hmm. is really the catalyst for starting this podcast. Yes, it and is. And getting us conversing, but also COVID was a huge one. And so I just wanted to kind of pull a couple of these up. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a nurse who was fired from her job because she was caught or was filming herself did you see this at all no she was filming herself doing a, a tiktoky thing or an instagram story and she threw up the white power sign while she was doing this little tiktok thing do you know what the white power sign is no it's it's like doing the okay sign and you kind of put it up and, and show like the 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 three fingers as a w i guess which is weird because in basketball when they make a three-pointer they kind of do this as well right they do this Thing. They so put their hands up, yeah. Yeah, but it's, I guess it's, and I didn't know this till a couple months ago, but that's the white power sign. Mm. You kind of put up the okay sign, but throw it up so the fingers make a W. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's and so there's like almost a, like, a, like P a P and, and a, a W. w. Yeah. I see, I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was at her job making some social media 
video, which, by the way, isn't that pretty unprofessional anyways? Right. Unless you you're like in youth super work. Super big trouble, yeah. <laughs> well, in hospitals, I mean, there's there's privacy issues and stuff like that. that yeah. are, well, oh. she was just filming herself, but if, if I have a nurse who's taking care of someone and she's doing TikTok or Instagram videos, like, really? During work? Right, no. Even, like, a, a, a politician or even something like that, you're like, ah, don't do that. Even athletes now are on doing that stuff and they're like, hey, keep it keep it a little more professional. Now I'm in youth work. That's what my job is. I'm trying to keep up with the <laughs> to youth. To keep, keep it professional. Right, I'm, right. I'm keeping it professional by, <laughs> by TikTok. No, that's I don't even part TikTok. of our job. But anyhow, uh, no. Uh, but it was interesting. So I guess the video went semi-viral. And I think George Lopez, actor, comedian guy, he got. I saw his reaction to it. And he was saying, well, I guess it's free speech, but not while you're a nurse doing this. Well, free speech is only protected by the government. It's not your your employer may have completely different rules on you. You don't have free speech at work. Like, yeah, that's interesting. You know, free speech is an interesting. It's not. It's dynamic. not. Yeah, it's only that the government can't get you in trouble for your speech. Not that your employer can't fire you. Right. I mean, it's similar to our structure, right? Like the NAD North American Division has mm -hmm. different recommendations, and each conference can do whatever they want. Right. So. But in each pastor has free speech. But if you say something that goes against what the church stands for, you can lose yeah, your job. You, you can, can lose, your job. lose your job. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely lose your job. And that's, that's within the realm. Again, like the government won't, you won't get prosecuted, but right. there's no protection of your employment for certain kinds of things. If you sign up knowing I'm going to, yeah. you know, I need to be this kind of professional. HR has all kinds of rules, like because of human resources, you know, yeah. I was, I actually was listening. This is, um, again, sort of more clickbaity, but I was listening to one of the, it was during one of the times when one of these many times, sadly, big pastors of mega churches and stuff get in trouble mm. for, you know, be, misbehaving. And the commentator was saying, you know, um, it was, and it was actually like on a podcast. I think one of the people on the podcast was like a comedian or something. And so she was kind of funny, a little bit more funny about it, but they were like, you know, a lot of times what happens is in these kinds of religious organizations, the guy, and it's almost always a guy at mm -hmm. the top, there isn't really a traditional corporate infrastructure of human resources. So like mm -hmm. Sandy and HR isn't having that, you know, mm -hmm. but if you're like the head of this organization, you don't have a Sandy and HR telling you, sorry, you're not allowed to talk like that. You know, right. you just get to do what you want. But yeah. I thought, oh yeah, we've, I've never been as grateful for Sandy and, e and HR, you know, as I am like, you know, cause they're just like, you can't, don't behave that way. Yeah. You your know? local church entities yeah. don't have a an HR. Right. It's interesting though, a board or your elders should be mm. that mm. level of protection. Should is right. the operative word. If they feel well, like, but, but again, they're not paid and they're not professional. So a lot of times when you're dealing with a bunch of volunteers mm -hmm. who are only there, they don't always feel like they have authority in the way, whereas like an HR thing where it's your job. Well that, and they're not always trained. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, you've been in a church where the elders, most of them don't know what they're doing. Well, and an elder position, but we have so many professional elders that have professional jobs. Like yes. maybe they're a doctor or a lawyer and you're just like, if you hear something, you should be smart enough. But that's a whole different dynamic. We're yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. We're getting away we're from- We're going to get a little more serious. Yeah, I, could, I could take us down yeah, that path. No, 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 that's, no, no, that's fine. That actually, that's a full thing. Anyways, I was just curious as to what you thought about that interesting kind of dynamic of this this- nurse throwing up the white power sign while she's did she admit to throwing it up or did she say oh no it was an accident i didn't mean to do that you know i don't know but it seemed pretty obvious that she knew what she was doing i, I there was audio to this 
but I'll be honest, I was listening around my kids and I really didn't want to listen to the audio. Right. I just saw her throw it up and it looked pretty intentional to me. Right. Well, it, I mean, if you're going on TikTok, you yeah. you know what you're doing because yeah. most yeah. of the time these dances are not Especially improvised. if it goes viral. Right. Like then it right. goes viral probably for some of those reasons. I mean, if you're a business, you don't want somebody, you don't want your business to be associated with people saying, I don't want to go there if there's yeah. white power people there. Like, so it's kind of, in some ways kind of legit because you're like, this is a corporation. We make money. We don't want to lose it because mm. people are like, I am not going there you know, because if there's going to be someone taking care of me that believes that way. And that that's where I'm coming from. Cause listen, if my mom was in that hospital and this lady was taking care of him and maybe she's totally professional in the mm. way she takes care of people. I don't know. Maybe this is just her belief that she really doesn't practice whatever. But I know if my mom was there at the hospital and my mom has a thick accent, mm. right? Hispanic accent. What is this lady thinking? Is she giving her lesser care because she doesn't speak English as well? Because she has an accent? Because you think she's an immigrant, even though she's a U.S. citizen, but you might not take the time to know that? Or what, you, you know, I'm starting mm. to think to myself, I wouldn't want that nurse taking care of my mother. Even if she was the best nurse in the world and was professional, I don't, the problem is it puts doubt in my mm. mind as to how you're going to take care of my mother. Well, again, when these businesses are for profit, mm. They don't, they don't want any black guy, you know, nothing that's going to impede somebody from using their services mm -hmm. because they want your money. Right? right. So if an employee is going to hinder that or cause any type of challenge okay, to so that. Let me ask you this. Financially, even they're gonna get even if finances wasn't a part of it, should she have kept her job? But it is a part of it. Like, so I think, I think it is totally, I mean, this is a corp, this is a job. So the, it's about finances. So it's about work that you're doing for money and you're helping some institution make money some way. Cause that's why you have a job. I think the whole notion, which I don't know if this is what you're getting at, like a free speech, like people that go, Oh, our free speech is being impended. Like, do you also believe in the free market? Like, do you also believe in like capitalism or whatever? Like if you do, you have the right to say what you want and then people have the right to not like it and you bear the consequences of it. You don't have the right to say whatever you want to say and then there's no consequences whatsoever. And if, if you're saying something that enough people don't like, it's not like, oh, it's just PC or whatever. You know, they're just doing what is that, oh, it's just because they don't want. No, it's like people don't like that. Like I hear that about like comedians who get canceled or whatever. And people are like, no, it's just not funny. Mm -hmm. Like you think it's, oh, people are just trying to be like politically correct. But actually people don't think that's funny. So you need to be funnier and mm -hmm. then people won't cancel you. Like, so I think it, that's part of what I think is going on. I think it's always, if, if you lose your job, it is always about money. You know, like it is always, it's a financial transaction that you're engaged in. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying, and I know, I know finances can't be separated in a way, but I guess my question is if it was somehow separatable, I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> if it's somehow separatable, does it matter? Should she have been, I don't know, because to me, maybe, maybe she's in a hospital where they'd get more business because of this. It's possible. If she lives in the right part of the country. Because of the attention that it was going to garner. Or, you know, maybe it's in the right part of the country where there's a certain demographic of people who are like, yeah, I want someone who's going to think like me. I'm just saying, it, I don't think there's very many places like that. But right, what but if, what if it's economically viable? I guess. Well, let's talk about it like Christians. 
So, but let's that's, say, that's where I'm trying to get. Say, yeah, yeah. Let's say it's let's say it's in the body of Christ. Let's say this person doesn't have a job that she like that she gets paid for. To go back to our early conversation, let's say she's an elder in the church or heads up the ch- the children's ministries. Not a paid position, right? Like, do you lose your job for saying something or going viral or doing something that? appears i mean i don't know if we're going to comment on whether or not it's okay to be in favor of black power i mean white power or if it's okay to like put up signs like that we haven't like commented on whether we think that's an okay thing or not but let's say that it's something that a lot of people find problematic um that somebody who's like an elder or a children's ministries director does um what, I, wasn't, we didn't do that and we didn't we don't just we don't just lose their job do they just lose their job well okay and even in a paid position let's say we'd like to think there might be if the money didn't enter into it some remedial meetings where you like Mm -hmm. sit down and say this is what you did it was wrong here's what you need to do and then sometimes what happens which we don't always know the backstory because hr is actually notoriously quiet about things. Mm-hmm. Like they don't actually give all of the things that happen. So sometimes we like those people lost their job and they shouldn't have lost their job for this. And we actually don't know Ooh, that's one all of the piece. steps, yes, yes, yes. all the steps that went to before that happened. Right. Yep. And so I would hope sometimes that there are remedial steps before someone loses their job, period. As opposed to saying you did this one thing and that's the end of it, you're fired. Even if in this one context, like when it's a white power thing, I can see why a corporation would be like, you're fired, that's it. In today's climate, that's not going to fly at all. Yeah, but I mean, think about this. In churches, even though it doesn't always happen like this, right? But the pastors tend to be the HRs for their elders and their other ministry leaders. Like if, Mm -hmm. if there's a ministry leader that cuts up and does some nonsense like this, we would be like, you're out. Like there's no, there's no leeway. Like, it's just like you, you have, you better have a really good explanation or you're out. This isn't keeping it light, but like I was, I I have had, I've been in a church situation years ago where, as they like to say, a different time, a different place, um, you know, where like the pastor was like to a church leader, you know, you, we need to break up, (laughs) you know, like we need to go our separate ways. And the church leader was super angry, Mm -hmm. basically said, you can't do that. The whole board has to do it. This is not the way it's supposed to work, blah, blah, blah. Like, and when then, okay, some of us did meet with the pastor and the leader, um, that person still just kind of, you know, that there was no reconciliation that was completely out of line to do that, blah, blah, blah. Where, and I, and I became like, I actually don't know what's the right person. Like to hear you say, oh, pastor is kind of HR for small churches, like where there's not like a paid staff or anything. The pastor kind of is the HR person. At my gut instinct was that that was true. But then when this situation happened, I was like, well, what is the right thing you're supposed to happen? Well, I think well, they're supposed to bring it to elders and board, unless it's I mean, even totally egregious, I think you're supposed well, to take it to the board. Well, actually, the board does not make personnel decisions. The church and business session does. So um, the mm. purpose of the board is strictly evangelism. And they get to run some of the administrative duties uh, based on the church manual. But when it comes to personnel and leadership, it actually falls under the church at large. So you have so to have a business meeting. You have to have a business meeting to place and remove uh, leaders. So that isn't pastor as HR. That's business meeting. Like if there right. is a, a, right. a, a yeah. you know. So, so, the buck, so the buck, sorry to interrupt you, PC. The buck doesn't stop with the pastor necessarily, but it is the pastor's responsibility 
to present that to, to the to, bring to the church. So so that's why it's it's that's it's why nobody ever loses their job in churches, and you have these people that are terrible because the process for bringing them through to move their job is like so difficult. Like yeah. nobody right. wants to go through a, the church and business setting and bring in somebody who's been problematic as a Sabbath school leader or anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, my stance on this is I like I said, if she was there and my mom was there, just knowing that. I wouldn't want her there. But, here, but but even more than that, I think it was wrong. And you need to take responsibility for what's wrong. And there are consequences to your actions. So do you feel the same way if someone were to say black power? Because that's that's kind of the, you know, like like I said, it's it's nonsense. Like I made that statement in passing earlier when referring to this incident, right? Yeah. But my point is, if you're trying to highlight any race greater than another, it's nonsense. Whether it's black power, white power, uh, Filipino power, or Asian power, or Latin power, whatever it is. Puerto right? Rican power sounds good because sure. that's a two-piece. Yeah, for but sure. It's not good. Can I just say, though, I think it makes a difference which group actually has most of the power. Because can I just tell you something in terms of gender? Sure. Everyone mm -hmm. thinks it's funny when men talk about how their wives really are in charge and wear the pants. If a woman was talking about her husband was really in charge and wore the pants, we'd think that was wor worrisome and problematic. So, like, the reason it's funny and okay is because we expect men to be in power. So, like, oh, the wife, you know, like, that's just kind of cute and whatever, which is... Mm -hmm. I will just say also super condescending and Isn't you should never do it. But, but the point that, is like, if, point. We, if, if whatever group is in power, the other people that are trying to get power that are not the primary group in power, it's less threatening and deeply problematic than it is. Like, what are the chances when you go to the hospital, you're going to have a black nurse if there's a black nurse saying black power, as opposed to what are the chances you're going to have a white nurse that does, you know, that's in charge. Like, so I think that's part of what's at play here. It doesn't make either of them right. But I think we, we're not being honest if we don't acknowledge the fact that that's part of what's at play is the the power dynamics that are already in place. Sure. And I, and I, and I see that that was going to be kind of my argument was the fact that the black power movement came more out of oppression than out of mm -hmm. actually being mm -hmm. in power. So to me, there is a difference. However, I do. And I think I've talked about this before. I have a problem with using language that you don't mm -hmm. want someone else to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I do have a problem mm -hmm. with black power in general, because if someone said white power or Puerto Rican power, I would have a problem with that as well. Yeah, I, 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 I want I want language to be reflective of what you want. So I would have a problem with it, but I wouldn't be like, well, they have to be fired as opposed to the white power. Yeah, you need to be fired <laughs> there's because no, there's of less the power tolerance. structure. Yeah, you, you have less tolerance for it. But well, what I'm trying to say is with, from a Christian perspective, right? Because we are a Christian podcast. Mm, we always bring that up, right? Okay. Then I understand us coming from this perspective because in the end, we're all children of God. Right. And that's really what we're trying to highlight here. We want you to take away with this, that in your interactions, in your conversations, in everything that you do, say, think, all of that good stuff, you need to always understand that just like you are a child of God, the person you're working with or speaking to or interacting with is also a child of God. So your behavior should reflect that understanding. And again, if you're talking about the language that we would prefer to see people use or hear, pe hear people use, um, we'll always have that baseline that we are all children of God. And I think that that's where we would be offended no matter which power mm. you want to lean towards if it's not God's mm. power. Yeah, we, we need to hold a, a biblical standard. Yes. And the biblical standard is all people are equal. Yeah. I mean, all, we're all children of God, so let, let's keep that kind of standard. Now, speaking about power, yeah, I got another clickbait that I wanted to get PC's oh, okay. opinion on. We needed a female perspective on this one. <laughs> All right. You, you want to take a break or you want to go straight into it? 
Uh, let's take two second break. By the way, this is probably going to be a little bit of a longer podcast since it's the end of the year podcast. So bear with us. Beginning of the year. Yeah. Well, no, with, but we're beginning of the year, but we're ending the year. Recapping. Recapping. Year. Recapping. And there's, you know, 2020 was so large. <laughs> so large. <laughs> so Here's a little bit of music. back all right oh he's showing her a picture <laughs> oh man we should have had a camera in here but i am looking at it here <laughs> so you can you can scroll up and and see this whole thing so that young lady uh i don't recall her name i should have seen it, it's an article Renee campbell yeah thank you thank you renee so um she has this whole idea that she wants to get across that um, she's a professional bodybuilder. Mm. Let's put it that way. Mm. And her body does not look like a woman's body, even though she is a woman. What do you think? Because I don't think not at all. I agree with him. What do you think? Like she looks. Okay, wait. You don't think her body looks like a woman's body? Well, that's her point. This is what she's saying. She wants women to feel comfortable bodybuilding in the same way that men do. Mm. So, so, you know, women... Even though well, they're, they're bodybuilders, wasn't one of the comments like she wanted to change the look of women or change the traditional look of women? So I couldn't quite find the exact comment that we used when we did the clickbait on this. But PC, the idea—I mean, your reaction was amazing. But the <laughs> idea of what she's saying is people have this stereotypical idea of what a woman should and shouldn't be doing, what their mm. body should or shouldn't look like. And um, she is a 44-year-old bodybuilder who put on 85 pounds of muscle. Yeah, she right? looks amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she's yeah. like, she wants to kind of redefine this and give women the courage to, to, sure. to go to gyms and build their bodies up however they feel most comfortable in doing so. Sure. So I know you, you saw the picture. Yeah, yeah. You had a great I reaction. Mean, what were your yeah. thoughts? So I come from a family that really likes strong women. Like my dad talked all the time about his cousin who was a bodybuilder, a vegetarian bodybuilder in like the 60s and 70s when women were hardly ever bodybuilders. Right. And I grew up with like that notion. So like I, I, I love being strong. I think um, it's very hard for women to look the way she looks. So I'm not entirely sure how she went about doing that. But I do know women are the, the largest growing segment of bodybuilding community. Now it's, it is much more becoming a thing for women to bodybuild. And I, uh, what the bits that I got to see or hear, I think are really true, which is, um, you know, for most of the 20th century, the ideal woman with some variations in different generations of more or less curviness has still been remarkably thin. The ideal woman is remarkably thin. So I know from experience that we women spend a lot more time trying to take off weight and get thin than we do trying to be strong. Right. So the view of looking at trying to be strong is a completely different way of looking at it. And women are very rarely really complimented for their muscles unless those muscles, and which hers are to be fair, pretty stripped of any fat right whatsoever so a lot of women that i know that are strong also are not 
like super skinny and they have layers of fat over their muscle. So they might be super strong, but they still don't necessarily look the way women are supposed to look. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think, I think what she's doing is really messing with people's minds. It's very true that she said like 40 years ago, you would not have seen women bodybuilders and everybody has more tattoos now than they did 40 years ago. Like that's not that big of a deal. I mean, it is true that it's very different than people 50 years ago to have been shocked at the level of ink in our society now. I think that is true. And maybe people like it, maybe they don't, but I think it's more personal, cultural, and generational about whether you like a lot of ink or not, Mm -hmm. then it is like, this is like an abstract truth that is clearly observable. So yeah, I mean, I would say I have girlfriends that are getting into bodybuilding. None of them, all of them are pretty skinny to, to start with to be fair, and they are, look really good when they do bodybuilding. Nobody that I know looks like that. Um, so what but, do you, what, what, like, your face was surprised. Yeah, like, do you she's think- huge. She's huge. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody who can get that big and also have that little fat on their body. Like, most of the people who I know who have muscles like that do also, they're not that defined because you have to have, like, zero fat on yeah. you to show those muscles. So yeah. if, if they took away her face and just showed her body, right? Well, from the backside, probably from the front side, it'd, it'd be a little bit different. There is no way I would think that was a woman. There is no way I would think that was a woman. To be fair- I, like, I, I have seen other bodybuilding women who I, right, I'd say, okay, right, I could still right. see female. Right. And they looked, I mean, really right. ripped and really tough. Right. This is the first female that I've seen that actually, to me, looks- I mean, one to one to a male as far as the body. Yeah, her her body mass. Yeah, is yeah. Just, I think wow. I think that's unusual. And so I think you know I think a lot of people who are really unusual in something will still, when they're interviewed or whatever, say, "Well, I'm you know I'm hoping that this is a message to other people they can do this." Even though very few people are going to be able to, you know, I just listened to a guy in a wheelchair that got to climb Machu Picchu, and says, "I hope it's an example to other people in wheelchairs." Well, most people that are in wheelchairs <laughs> aren't going to get to do that That's right. for a ton of reasons, <laughs> right. not least of which is they don't have the money to like have all the, the helpers that help you do that. But anyway, so I, I, I imagine that this is not actually how most women getting into bodybuilding, even if women look at that and think a woman can have muscles like that, you know, like that would be really cool. They're still, that's not going to be what they look like. To be fair, men who are bodybuilders don't like, like normal men either. To be fair, like a male bodybuilder looks, they look like freaks of nature. That is not what like a human being looks like. So I don't really look at male bodybuilders and think that's a good look for a man, you know, that I want to meet anywhere in real life. Right. And and that's why I haven't gone that way. Cause you know, I just knew for the most people that wouldn't be, (laughs) you know, my wife wouldn't find that attractive. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Right. I I guess I could use that excuse. I guess to me when I saw and why we wanted a a female perspective and and you tend to be a little bit more on the progressive side as well with some of these thoughts. And and so I just, I do not like it. Yeah. I, I, I just find no, I am not attracted to that at all. Well, well, get this. Now, this was the part of the clickbait when we were talking about Harry Styles, I think it was, that he wore a dress. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember and that, and yeah. that was in, uh, yeah. for the cover of Vogue, I think it was, yeah. if I remember right. correctly. So so the idea is right. we were inside of that conversation right. where, where gender right. uh, was the ideas of right. male and female were kind of under attack in that right. particular clickbait. And, and I mean, to be fair, like ideas of what men find attractive in women vary over time. So generationally, 500 years ago, what men said they found was attractive 
isn't 100% the same. And the same thing with women too. Like, you know, when men had like, you wanted to look at their calves and they would show off their calves and, you know, things like, like there, there are cultural in terms of like what's attractive in East Asia as opposed to what's attractive in Southern Africa as opposed to what's attractive in Northern Europe. Those are different too. So I I think it's possible that there could come a time when men are more attracted to more muscly women than they are now. Whether that person in her body is going to be what most men find attractive, whether she cares if most men find her attractive or not is a different issue. But, um, also, again, not all women find all bodybuilding men's bodies very attractive either. Again, it's an extreme body type. Yeah. Right. Like, that is an extreme body but type. But would you say that gender's under attack, though? This whole concept of male oh, and female. I don't, I think, I don't know that male versus female is under attack from her. Uh, yeah, I don't think I with think, the things well, we watch. I no, think no, no, no. For, yeah, from what I heard her saying is more like, I want to change what women think their bodies can be like. Right. And I think that is, I don't know that that means gender is under attack. I think it does mean, like, so when I was born, women, the year I was born, women were just that first year given the right to run marathons. Okay. So there was, and that was definitely seen as an attack on gender, that women would be athletes. Like I was born before, before title nine. Like it is very true that women being athletic, like for, for sure, when my parents were kids, it was seen as like, it would undermine your ability to reproduce. Um, you know, if you, if you were too athletic as a girl, like you wouldn't be able to procreate. Um, like, so I think there hat, like every time there's movement, people do sometimes perceive it. Now that was for white women in North America and Europe. Women Ooh. in tons of other countries in the world have to work super hard physically with oh, their yeah. bodies oh, yeah. and are really muscly. And that is not necessarily seen as like, and you know, something yeah. that's not gendered female, like they're, that's the way, that's what they do. So it's a cultural thing. So it, but we're talking here in North America, so we'll take North American culture and history. Right, let's, let's, let's acknowledge that in different places around the world, what is seen as especially feminine or masculine is different. Like whether men wear eyeliner or makeup in some places, totally masculine to do that. Other Egypt, places yeah, not. Back in the Touché. day. Yeah. Touché. Yeah. Yeah. You're Touché. right. Very manly. Touché. <laughs> so like, you know, super like, and, and I'm old enough. You all might not be to remember kind of like, um, you know, hair bands and, you know, guys oh, yeah. with long hair yeah. and makeup and stuff. And that was totally hypocritical. So, you know, we're, we, those things come and go in short time periods, but also in the longer scheme of things, um, for sure, women's athleticism in the North American context is only, is gradually evolving. So, you know, that's shocking. I don't think very many women are ever going to look like that just because of what I think it probably takes I'm not going to say lot, she's yeah. taking any hormones or not. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, we don't have but that But it looks to me like there's some help going on there. That's my own personal opinion. If a guy looked like that, we'd be saying he was roided Correct. out. Correct. Yeah, no <laughs> Correct. question. No Correct. question. Because like, I mean, estrogen just has certain properties. Yeah. You know, like, and so I just, that's just the fact. Yeah. Like yeah. it has certain properties. But it is also true that women are better off the more athletic we can be. It is better for us physically to be able to exercise, to be able, like I, especially as a middle-aged lady now, I need to be doing weights. Like I need to be. And, or I'm like, as I'm living longer. And so osteoporosis becomes more of a problem at the end of my life. If I'm not doing weight-based things now, now you, you can observe with your eyeballs that I'm not that big of an athlete, whether with weights or anything else, but like 
you know, I still think it's important. And, and I could not have been in a gym in the 70s in the way that I can be in a gym now. Makes um, sense. And so I do think people like that push the boundaries to make space for what the rest of us are not doing all of that. But like, at least to say, if your 20 year old daughter decides she wants to get into bodybuilding, that might freak you out a little bit. But if it's 20 year, been 20 years since like this person came out, right. it's going to be a little less. It doesn't mean she's giving up on being a woman or she doesn't like the thing, the way God created her. Um, it might just mean she really wants to be strong. And I will say as a woman, my female perspective on this is, there's research to back this up. When you feel strong, you feel less dependent. And if you have daughters, you don't want them to feel dependent on men in their life in order to take to actualize themselves. And Agreed. you don't want them to you want them to feel I will say the best thing that my dad ever did for his daughters is make us want to be strong. He really affirmed us for being strong. And we were never victims. Wow. Because, and I think it was very much related to how strong he, like the fact that I always have felt like, and I, I have an overwrought ego in tons of areas, but I always feel like, come on, let's arm wrestle. I could, I could do I, right now. Like, let's do it. Let's arm wrestle for that. You know, and, wow. and we, cause I don't we, want any proof of yeah, no, no, that right we now. Did, so please we did, probably I'm lose, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm currently not very strong, but that's how, like my self image of myself <laughs> is of being strong, yeah, yeah. even re ridiculously to the point of almost ridiculousness, because I, I just feel like physical strength often goes along. So anyway, with mental strength. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's with, awesome. with autonomy, yeah. with your ability to say, I can take care of myself if I need to leave somebody or be in a different situation than I'm in right now, I can do it because I am not reliant on somebody else to take care of me. Nice. Within the body of Christ, like the the this, the body of Christ, um, our, our sacred text says, bear your own burdens. Mm -hmm. It also says bear each other's burdens. But I think, you know, the part of that I'm talking about right now has to do with being able to bear my own burdens. Yeah. So like- Take being, your own cross. Take yep. up your cross, yeah. Yeah, anyway, and, I, I and think not your husband's Christmas letter burden, right? You, you, he can do it himself. <laughs> you bear is, your own is. burdens. That's, a, that's the Diller <laughs> exactly household model. Right. You bear your own burden. Yeah, you buy Love your it. own present for your mama. Anyways, I, I do agree <laughs> awesome. with what you're saying here about you know feeling strong and stuff. My problem is that I feel like in, in certain areas, we have lost our, ident our true identity in God because of, because of things like maybe she didn't feel strong as a kid. Or maybe, and I, I don't know the psychology behind sure, her, sure. or this kind of. There's I mean, probably I'm just, something there. Maybe there's <laughs> got to be something there. Or maybe she didn't like her female form. I don't know. Or maybe she did and just wanted to be strong. But sometimes our insecurities take us to places mm. where God never intended us to be. I'm not mm. saying God didn't. Well, I think there's help there, so I don't think God <laughs> intended her to go there. But I, I, anyways, I'm kind of a traditionalist when it comes to, I don't know what you find attractive in women. That's totally fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's totally fine to say that. It's also true that I think what you're saying about God, I think it's maybe always been this way, but I think in our current culture where social media is so easily accessible, it's easy to take anything that you're into way down that road. So whatever diet you're in, whatever yeah. fad you have, whatever whatever thing you find interesting, to make that your whole life and go after it. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of what you're, like that clearly takes all of her life. 
like I would just say. Yeah, and so, it does. so for me, part of what, like, I, I don't look how I would want to look I, in my own ideals of myself, partly because I do other things besides take care of my body, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. If it, And so I think that's part of it too, is that when you have to spend so much time keeping something up, I think it distracts you from what the work of God that he has given you. Yeah. Now, some people are so physically disabled that they do have to spend all of their day just taking care of their bodies. And that's fine. I'm not saying they're not worthy children of God, but I think whenever we take something way down where we're playing a game, like 20 hours a day, or we're super into some, you know, subculture that that's all we can do. That to me is problematic from being the part of the body of Christ. All right. Well, Hey, we got one more quick one here real quick. Sure. Well, it may not be quick. We'll see. We know this is going long. Hang on. It's a bumpy ride, but we'll get through it's this. It's not bumpy. It's, it's, We're enjoying it. 2020 was bumpy. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's 2021, baby. Yeah. 2021. All right. Let's give a couple seconds here for some music and then we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Last one here I want to talk about since we talked about racial justice, we talked about some body image. I don't know if that was a problem societal in 2020. Norms. Yeah, maybe societal, societal norms. norms and, um, COVID, real quick. Oh, yay. Woohoo. Yeah. Vaccines in the house. Yeah, vaccines in the house, about. but it's. And it's, new strands in the house. But it's not necessarily <laughs> in the house. I know, I know, it's terrible. By the way, the, the new strand is bad, but I heard it's not as bad as we think it is. It's more contagious. Right. Right. right but right. it doesn't kill people as quickly. At, at a bigger at any, rate. At any bigger rate. And the vaccine will still work for it. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that. That's Yes, good. I heard that. Okay. So it shouldn't affect the vaccine. But I do feel like the vaccine and the holidays have kind of pushed COVID a little mm, bit to the back mm, door a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't know if we talked about it our COVID episode that I had a friend whose father passed away from yes. COVID-related stuff. Yes, we did. During Christmas break, we just found out that another friend of ours she lost her father mm. and her mother is in the ICU. We're hoping that oh, she man. can make it. So it's still there and it's still prevalent. Yeah. And just this morning, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but a congressman um, elect, 41. 41 years old. So hadn't, he was elected in the Congress, hadn't, you know, he was Congress elect, so he wasn't in office yet, but he died of COVID just a day or two ago. Yeah. Wow. And so, that's a bummer of a clickbait. That is a bummer. But it's more of a clickbait to realize, listen, this was a huge part of our 2020 was this COVID thing. And it's still a part of our plate. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to put people in box or make this political, but at the same time, you know, we can't lose sight of what this still can do to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the past month and a half, I've had mm-hmm. two very close friends lose loved ones. Yeah. Who would have made it? Yep. Oh, yeah. Who would have still been alive with good years, yep. not like nursing home years. They were not in the nursing home. They were healthy, productive parts of their churches and society yep. who passed away. We had a congressman, 41 years old, pass away. And so I just, I want to kind of make sure that we don't lose focus of things that are still important. One in a thousand Americans have died of COVID, mm. um, which may not be that much, but. Also is a lot, That's but a lot. I mean, I think yeah. we won't know till down the road how much we've lost in terms of talent, volunteer years, like even mm. all those quote old people that are dying or whatever, like 
those are people that are in retirement years who are able to volunteer, who are able to mentor, yeah. who are elders, you know, for so many of us and the elders in the big E sense of that, you know, like doing, el- you know, not necessarily roles in church, but, but even our, like that. at our church, we have a food bank. Mm. Everyone who runs the food bank is in the problematic years. Yep. All yep. of them. Yep. Yeah. There's no young people yep. running that food bank. That's right. And so they're feeding our community. Yep. Right. And these are the people who are at risk. And so these are the things. And yep. I, I just wanted to kind of to, to mention that about the congressman because he yep. was 41, 41 years old. I'm sure that he was campaigning. I'm sure that he wasn't maybe being as careful as he, he should have been. No, well, I mean, the other thing, too, is we don't know what the repercussions are going to be for those who did get it and were able to overcome it. Yep. Like We don't know what the lasting effect of COVID is going to be. Because obviously we don't have a sample size mm. uh, hey, enough. Tommy Diller got the first of the vaccine. Oh. Woo! Yeah. yeah. So Woo-hoo. he's got. Let's give him a. Yeah, that's right. Go TD. Of course, yeah. for those of you who are against the vaccine, we can. <laughs> we might have a com- come on. We'd like to talk to you and, and have that no and have that conversation sure. because I know that there are other people. Sure. I always like to look at the other side. There are people sure. who are very sure. skeptical of the vaccine. There have been some sure. allergic reactions. Sure. Now. Yeah, I heard somebody turn into a werewolf. No, really? I'm just, no, I'm oh, just, just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, I hope I'm, that I'm, happens when I get it. That's that, kind of cool. <laughs> that was kind of insensitive. No, no, but the idea is, you know, whether or not you choose to take it, we're glad it's out there. I'm just giving a shout out to, again, medical professionals. They oh, are yeah. on the front lines. Oh. They have been all this time with zero help, and they're still doing it today. And I just wanted to say thank you because now, they're awesome. I want to interject this as well. Interject. Because this is important. My wife, she works for a hospital. Yes. She's a physical therapist, so she doesn't mm-hmm. deal with it one-to-one. But she, she's on this site, and she reads a lot of things, and even her own, her own hospital. So here's another thing of the COVID that's affecting things. And I think this is a very important PSA that most people don't get. The hospitals are almost at capacity in our yes. area. Yeah. Yes. So my wife works in Rome, Georgia. There's two hospitals there, Redmond and Floyd. She works for Redmond. At Floyd... They've stopped taking patients because they have no more beds. Yeah. Yeah. Same at my husband's hospital. No more. This means no more emergency room calls. They're taking no more ambulances. They're all now going to Redmond, which is now 95% full. Yes. They only have, I think my wife said they only had five beds open. So if they're now getting all of that community now going to that hospital, it's going to be a day when that hospital is full. Well, we're having that issue here in Tennessee. Yeah. Northern Tennessee Yep. Like all their beds are full and yep. they're sending their patients south. Yeah. They're and, sending them down here. And 27% of hospitals beds are being taken up by COVID. Right. They don't have any margin. No, there's, you there's, know, no, margin. there's no margin. So this means yeah. our medical professionals, I just want to piggyback this, are right. being overworked. Yes. My wife is now being called on to, to volunteer to be a sitter, to volunteer yeah. to be a tech. Right. They're they're overworked yes. because they're some slammed. of them are exposed to COVID. So they have to do quarantining. That right. Too. Yes. And so that's why you're down on personnel as well, because people have to be out if they've been exposed. And we've heard the stories of, of people who still had to go to work, even though they had COVID mm. just because they were low on personnel. I mean, this is, Which is this a bad is idea. wild. Yeah, it's yeah, a bad well. idea. Bad idea, genes there. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> but another. my point is, the, these are the, these are the kind yeah. of kind of things that. We want to, again, acknowledge those who are doing right. the hard work and right. we're appreciative you, of what they're doing. And if you say doing. thank you to them, if you want to say thank you to them, then 
try to travel as little as possible, you know, wear your mask. Like that's like literally, even if you're not worried about yourself getting COVID, like if you say thank you to first responders, then make their job easier, you know, by just doing those basics. Yeah. Just doing those basics. Simple as that. But yeah. So the pandemic isn't necessarily completely over just yet. No. Even though it's 2021 (laughs) and we hope that it would, would have been by now, but Again, the vaccines are getting out there. Hopefully less people will get it. Whether or not you get the vaccine, we hope you do not get it. And if you Mm -hmm. got it and overcame it, praise the Lord. Um, We also know that you get a three to six month window and then hopefully you don't get it again. (laughs) But the idea is, look, let's continue to be safe out there. Let's make 2021 better than 2020. Mm. Uh, And you have the chance to do it because you are still alive. Yeah. And that is a blessing and a gift in and of itself. And we have the chance to be the greatest generation Yes. Not not in the sense like like what I mean by that is a reference back to what we talk about with the World War II generation. Mm-hmm. You know, not really we're better than everyone else, but these are hard times. We get the chance to say, you know, our kids and grandkids should the Lord Terry are going to say, man, you know, they were tough. They survived. They did this stuff. And ever since then, they've been those kind of people that could buckle it down and get it done. So like this is our chance to be the people. And we look back and we say those people that suffered through Great Depression and look how much they worked in those wor- world wars and stuff. We can be those people. We're making history, people. We're in history. <laughs> yeah, we're in history every yeah. s- moment of the day. That's it. So, hey, 2021 is going to be a year. Woohoo! I'm not going to say it's a good year or a bad year, <laughs> but I will tell you this. It is one year closer to the second coming of Christ. Amen. That's Amen. what really makes me excited. Yes. Let's have wonderful, beautiful conversations with people, even if we disagree with them. Um, Maybe especially if we disagree with them. Especially if we disagree with them. Let's have wonderful, beautiful conversations that lead people to Christ and learn from each other. Mm. That's that's going to be my goal for 2021. I love it. Is to have Amen. these beautiful conversations that will hopefully bring the coming of Jesus even mm. sooner. Because mm. that's what we're called to do. That's right. So thanks for letting us be a part of it. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and have a quick word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for 2020. In many ways, it was not the year we wanted it to be. (laughs) And Lord, we just pray that we've been blessed to make it through it. Yes. May we carry the blessing of making it through it and use it for your glory and your honor. Amen. May we not hoard it for us and say, you see, I made it, but instead see how wonderful God is and the promise of his soon coming. Mm -hmm. And soon that promise will eradicate any pandemic, any suffering, any death, any pain. Amen. Anything that is just not a part of of your kingdom. Mm -hmm. We thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your patience with us. And the fact that you, God, are willing to have conversations with us. Amen. Thank you for your love and grace. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Happy, merry 2021. Grace and peace to you all. I am PJ and I'm out. PC and I'm out. PK here. Many blessings. Until next time.